And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode 126 today, week two recap. Your host, TJ Savaro, after missing my first ever podcast episode, 125 no, episodes in. Me and Mork and your dad did one like way back in the Missing my second ever. Episode. I thought about that. I was thinking about that as me and Mikey were doing it. Uh, yeah, no, interesting. You actually missed the podcast. Join alongside me, Commissioner Brandon Kurtzman, <laughs> if you couldn't tell. Yep. How you doing? Hi. Um, very late podcast. Very, very late, late. Very late. Tommy Savaro. Now, hasn't made his podcast appearance yet for uh, the season. Was at week two. He missed week one. Um, I know he probably had a lot to say. Oh, um, he's going to be pissed. That I imagine that whenever we do the week three preview. We'll be like his recap yeah, of week two, so for sure. a lot more about the games, but I'll try to do my best. TJ wasn't there. Was not there. Um, I saw all the games. I watched them all. I cut a bunch of them, so... I have a good idea what's going on. Before we get started, got to shout out our sponsors. First, Dolce Vita, owned by Joe Liotta, the quarterback slash lineman of Oklahoma State. Make sure you go in and support his restaurant located on Route 34 next to Ralph's. Very good food. Very good food. I've had it multiple times. Um, enjoyed the meal every time. Also, shout out to Dan Dexter's company, NoCo. It is basically a clean energy drink, clean alternative to Red Bulls and stuff like that. So, um... Yeah. Send a pack, Dan send, Dexter. Send a pack. Send a pack over, bro. Send he said, a pack. He said winners will definitely get some we'll definitely get some <laughs> supply as well. I like but that. I, I definitely want to get my hands on it. Yeah, pack, let me so. get a pack, bro. Alright. Alright. We'll start. Nine AM game, only one nine AM game this week. Uh wow. Thirty two to nothing. Let me start by saying this. I was at UNC the field. versus Florida. Yeah. I was at the field at eight o'clock and I was not the first one there. Wow. Um, Suroff and the UNC team arrived all between 8.15, 8.30, and they had a full walkthrough before this game. They were super prepared, super ready to go, um, and it showed from the beginning of the game. First play of the game, Joe Pitt pick six. Wow. Starts just like that. Um, they get a stop, score again. Um, I'm pretty sure Bowen had a touch. Oh, no, I think it was Suroff rushing touchdown. Bowen scored twice in this game. Um, they were just all over them. Florida really didn't have an answer for the three-man rush. They only had they were Deshaun was trying to play with two linemen, play with three linemen sometimes. But this was the the um, the question mark for this Florida team coming into the season was, was who the was the line. third lineman behind Giroux and Amir. Um, they threw Buddy on there. Um, wow. he, he definitely did his best, but it's hard blocking Suroff, and it's it's not an easy task. So a lot of um, highly contested jump throws by Deshaun. Um, he threw three interceptions in this game, all two Pip. Um, mm. Yeah, Pip was everywhere. Pip was a monster. Bowen was a monster for UNC. I just thought really UNC dominated this game basically from start to finish. Um, I know Florida had a nice long like group talk after the game where they kind of like, hey, we need to do this better. We need to. Everyone yeah. spoke. Um, I talked to some of the players after the game. Spirits are still very high. Deshaun, high no, Deshaun, listen, Deshaun is a very good quarterback in the league, and everyone knows it. Um, Getting off to a slow start has been his team's M.O.s, but last year they were able to turn around and put on put together a very good season. So um, I'm not doubting this Florida team. I think they have some good athletes. They just need to come a little more prepared and um, buy into whatever role Deshaun asks you to buy into. Um, if it's line, it's line. If it's blocking receiver, it's blocking receiver. Do we need to do to get the job done? But credit to UNC. Like I said, they came into this game super prepared. Suroff always has his teams very prepared. They got a full walkthrough in before the game, worked on some stuff. Um, Deshaun showed them two minutes before the game. So yeah. just a, a tale of two teams and how they came into this game. Um, yeah, the full walkthrough was crazy. Yeah, they, they had a full 30-minute walkthrough before the game. Um, 
the UNC defense is real. They got a lot of really good athletes on that team. Um, and they are a force to be reckoned with after two weeks, and I like them as a um, a team that could really make some noise this season. So your final thought on Florida? They'll be okay, um, but they definitely need to. If they want to run that two-man line, two-lineman set, there are ways to um, force a defense to get out of rushing three if you're running the four receivers because they're uh, to math game. It's a math game at that point, and you'll have four against four, and there should be numbers one place because the UNC was running a single high safety with three across, and you have four receivers. One of those sides is two on one. Yeah. So I think just playing smarter, like I've always said, taking yards when they're given to you, uh, was not one of Deshaun's best performances, so I expect them to bounce back in a big way next week. And as for UNC? They are one of the best teams in the league. Okay. Mo- one of the most talented rosters, top to bottom. They very have very good, good players at Any spot. new guy pop out to you? Yeah, Pat Importuna works his ass off on both lines. Okay. Um, I think he's a really good player. I think he's going to get better. He's never played five football until this year, and I think that he's going to be a player that you're going to see major improvement with each and every week. Okay. Nice. Stats. Suroff finished 9-20, 20, 128 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Also rushed for 50 yards and two touchdowns on the ground and had a sack. Pip, three catches for 17 yards, but had three interceptions, one being a pick six. Noah Torino had two catches for 18 yards. Steve Bowen, four catches, 89 yards, two touchdowns, and a pass breakup. Joe Mayo had a sack for the second consecutive game. Uh, Hediniak had a pass breakup in coverage. Joe Stulak had two catches, seven yards, and a conversion. And, yeah, that's it. Okay. As for Deshaun's team. Deshaun was 6 of 18 for 52 yards, 3 interceptions, 2 carries, 10 yards with 4 tackles. Buddy had a catch for 5 yards. Drew had 2 catches for 20 yards. Um, Jaleel had a catch for 5 yards and 4 tackles and a pass breakup. Deb DeGrasse had an interception. Matt Green had a catch for 13 yards. Angel Diaz had a catch for 10 yards. All right, let's move on to the 10 a.m. slate. An electric game here. That was This game was electric. What? This game was electric, yeah. 28-26, to 26, Iowa versus Michigan. Tell me about it, Kurt. Um, we talked, me and Mikey talked on the podcast about how we just felt like Michigan had too much offensive firepower, but Iowa went back and forth with them all game. Um, I think that both of these teams are able to move the ball at will. Yeah. Maybe um, there was a little lack of defense at some points, but I do think that both these teams have a lot of really good playmakers. Iowa got contributions from Iavino, who scored two touchdowns. McDonald scored the game-winning touchdown. Crazy one-hand um, snag. Yeah, one-hand snag. Bill Heimer just being a monster on the outside for Sam Bean. That little outlet. Jarwar was great in this game. Steve Holcomb scores a touchdown for the second straight game. Um, they have a really good team. I love Sam as a quarterback. He, um, he doesn't always look the prettiest, but he gets guys open. He schemes guys open. Um, Jarwar had a few plays where he was honestly just wide open due to the play call. Um, I like their defense. They pulled flags well, I thought. Just really, um, really good overall team performance from Iowa, and they were able to get a fourth down stop on fourth and two with the game on the line, uh, the two-yard line, that up two. Um, Tommy throws a little, like, he like fakes the run to the left and then tries to dump off over the top to Pauly, and Matt Iavino goes up and makes a play, pass break up, nice. ends the game. Um Michigan could have won this game. They definitely played well enough to win this game. McDonald's touchdown may have been out of bounds. Um, but overall, I still love this Michigan team. They lined, The offensive line defensive line played really well. Got Had a lot of pressure on Sam Allen, I thought. Um, pretty sure they sacked him. They sacked him a couple times. Um, 
I really like this Michigan team. Pauly has just been an absolute monster. Another two touchdowns in this game and an interception and a couple pass breakups. He just kind of does a little bit of everything every week. Mawson made another two touchdowns. Both were like Calvin Johnson going up over two defenders. I texted him today. I'm like, do you ever just like catch the ball? Like, <laughs> do you ever like open and just catch the ball? And I said, Tommy just puts it in a spot sometimes where only Paulie can go up Fuck and Fuck it, over there somewhere. <laughs> no, and that's basically, I don't know if that's what he says, but it's definitely what it looks like on the field. Um, Paulie almost made a couple another crazy, a couple other crazy catches in this game. Um, I really just love that Tommy Paulie connection. Giuseppe's coming back, um, had a good first two games after having a really bad season in the, in the, in the summer. Um, he looks much more involved in the offense, and Tommy looks really confident back there. They have a lot of faith in him, and their defense has turned the ball over. They turned over Sam three times in this game, wow. three interceptions. So um, I'm high on Michigan. I know Iowa won the game, but I'm going to praise Michigan because I think that this was a matchup of two really good teams. So you're in on both these teams. I'm definitely in on both of these teams. I think both of these teams are going to be around for playoff time. I think they just have two talented of rosters. I think both of these captains did a very good job drafting their teams to their skill sets and also just in general like these are just really two really good powerful teams top to bottom did any new players stand out to you um john edwards second interception in two weeks turned, turned it for a pick six to actually take the lead with under two minutes to play so um like what i've seen at him he's been pulling flags out of remy looks a lot better this season in his second year in the league um trying to think of anyone else on iowa um anyone on iowa that's impressing me no, you guys are all you guys have all played in the league before. You guys, and honestly, you all played well, so I'm not I'm not shocked by any of that. Yeah, um, I'll get to the stats. Honestly, electric, super electric game. Um, either team could have won, um, but yeah, that's the league. Comes down to a couple of plays that make these games. Sam Allen, 18 of 27, 227 yards, four touchdowns, but did throw three interceptions. Also rushed two times for nine yards. Jarwar had four catches for 53 yards and two sacks. Bill Heimer had four catches, 34 yards, and a sack and an interception. Uh, Lebo caught a conversion, had a sack. Sean McDonald had three catches for 45 yards and a touchdown. Matt Iavino had two catches for 33 yards. Both were touchdowns. Also had two pass breakups, including the game winner. Nice. Um, oh, Lebo also had a safety in this game on a running attempt by um, that Tommy tried. I didn't like the play call at all. Okay. Um, sorry, I just had to say that. Jiggy, one catch for 10 yards. Steve Holcomb, two catches, 45 yards and a touchdown. Also had a sack. And Joe DeAngelis had a catch for two yards. As for Michigan... Tommy was 9-15 for 149 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Also had five catches, 55, uh, five rushes, 55 yards and a touchdown. Paulie, three catches, 93 yards, two touchdowns, an interception, two pass breakups. Dan Cardona had a sack and three tackles. Dean Wiatrowski had a sack and a pass breakup. Um, Rags had two tackles. Giuseppe won four catches for 44 yards. A-Rod had a, a two-point conversion caught and an interception and four tackles. Remy had a catch and also three tackles. And John Edwards had the pick six that I mentioned earlier. All right, next game here then. Um, Rutgers against SCLSU. 35 nothing. Um, what the fuck, Kurtzman? What the fuck? Well, Rutgers didn't have their quarterback, Abdul. That was a start. And then if you're just playing with all new players in the league, it's not easy. A lot of guys still getting acclimated to the league. Um, they have eight They have uh, eight new players on this team outside of Latempa, Abdul, and Ibrahim. So seven, I guess. So only one wasn't there. Um, but these are the champs. Yeah, these are the champs, and the chemistry is is really there. Um, they got a lot of great guys that play on that team that they've all bought into the role, and they know how to win in this league. And they have the, another win for them. I think they've won uh, six of the last seven games in the league, dating back to last season. This core group of seven guys. Yeah. Um, they just dominate from start to finish. 
This was the champs against new people. Yeah, this is this was the champs against the newbies, and the champs flexed their muscles and showed why they're the champs. Mikey came out and uh, threw for five touchdowns, had a league record, single game record, four interceptions on defense. Crazy um, league record. That's yeah, that. no just no only had three. Just really? only. We actually were talking about the record earlier in the day before Mikey played. And we were saying how Justin only ever had three, and then Joey went and tied that at 9 a.m. Yeah. And then at 10 or 11, whichever time this game was, um, Mikey broke it. Mikey played absolutely out of his mind, confident as could be. This whole team was super confident. I think SCLSU kind of knew they were going to come in there and get the job done, but they wanted to make – they didn't overlook the game. They took care of business. They made every flag grab. They made life difficult for the quarterback of Rutgers, which I believe is um, Amre Hamuda. Um it, it it was it just it was never going to be a good day for Rutgers. I wish Rutgers would have came with a, a more like simplified game plan. I was talking to them after the game. I was like, guys, screens, slants, getting the ball out fast, not making your offensive line be a big part of the game if you don't want them to be. Do you think they were ready for how this league is? Um, they scrimmaged a couple times, so I feel like they should have been at least been somewhat like ready for how it was going to be. They actually scrimmaged against Mikey's team. Yeah. Um. I I just. I mean, listen. It, it takes a couple of weeks. I was trying to give. I was talking to them a bunch after the game. A couple of their guys. I was trying to explain to them how to just gain easy yards. Make sure f- f- pulling flags is a big part point of the game. Point of emphasis. Yeah, point of emphasis. And listen, they took they took all my advice, but they know they needed Abdul there to even try to be competitive in this game because Abdul yeah. is their leader. Um, Latempa online can only do so much as a league veteran. Um, SCLC was just dominant in this game, though. Um, a lot of lob balls by the quarterback over the middle. That's why Mikey was able to make, have so many interceptions. He actually threw five. Uh, Melvin Molina had an interception. But, um, honestly, everyone from SCLSU contributed in some way to this win. TJ Hanks had two touchdowns. Spo caught a touchdown. Damian caught a touchdown. Damian had a sack. Like, just just a complete dominant win. What I want to say to Rutgers, if you're any of you guys are listening, which I hope you all are, um, come in with, like, plays written down. You're new to the league, so you don't necessarily like know like what works. So if you, it's hard to like think on the fly when you don't play the game as often as a, <clears throat> most of the people in the league play in one, two, maybe even three leagues. So yeah. you're playing in your first league for the first time for possibly some of you. Come in with some plays. I know Abdul is going to want to definitely have you guys looking a lot better than you did last week without him, and I do think you guys will look better because you looked better in week one um, against Penn State. Uh, just simplify the game plan. Quarterback running. Um, try to pride yourself on defense. When you can't, when the offense might not be moving, one of the easy things to do is just really buy into defense. Um, maybe not playing man. Maybe playing more of a zone. Trying to figure that out. Just a lot of things to do differently. Watch the film. See what you did different. Watch film of all the games. See what teams do and what works for other teams. Because normally, what works for one team can also work for other teams. So, those are just my points of emphasis to a new team with a lot of new guys. I kind of knew that you guys were going to struggle early on because it's just kind of how it goes. How the league works. Do you add anything you want to say to to a new team? I mean, what I would say to a new team is that every week is its own week. Like, you don't... We've seen teams in this league, like, we literally watched Deshaun lose every single game for an entire season and then come back the next season and be a monster. And go to the semifinals. And go to the semifinals. Like, we've seen teams look great week one and be ass by the end of the season. We have teams yeah. that were ass in week one that were good by the end of the season. 100%. It literally, like, I'm not trying to be corny, but, like, you get out of it what you put into it. So we talked earlier in the podcast about Suroff comes and does a walkthrough before his game. Guess what? They're going to fucking win. That's why they won 32 nothing. You're going to fucking win. Um, 
you if, buy in, if you buy in, you yeah, I mean that, that's 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 just how it goes. So my my advice would be, just care about it a little bit more. Not saying you don't care, but like, no. and they told me some, they were in the, the group chat talking about things they yeah. wanted to do. But the next step is going to the field maybe once and getting a practice, practice in, or even execute, just execute. Zoom, FaceTime, something, just a meeting, just speak, something. yeah, just something. I know, I know, it sounds corny, but like this, if you if you don't, everyone just, else does it. Yeah, everyone else does if it. You don't want to go zero yeah. and nine. You got to do this shit. I'm gonna tell you right now. You're, after you're on zero and nine radar. Yeah, you're on zero and nine radar right now. Um, just so you know, like everyone does it after bear down on Saturday. My team didn't play on Saturday. We went and got an hour and a half practice in. Yeah, at Lombardi. Like we were. I'm working. I'm trying to. I'm trying to win. I haven't won. Not to get this about me, but I haven't won in a while. So one effort. No, I mean like won a game. It's been like oh. I've been like it's been like five or six. Go. It's been like six, Jesus seven Christ. games. We're talking about a game yeah, now. Yeah, Jesus yeah, Christ. yeah. I try to just win games at this point, TJ. I'm not even looking about a title. <laughs> try to get on the winning column again. Jesus Christ! We'll I thought talk, we were talking we'll about talk, champions. Hey, we'll usually, about, you usually you're, you talk championships. Not yeah, you. Now I'm talking wins. Did you do stats? Um, I did not do stats. Um, Murray finished eight of 14, 88 yards, four interceptions, um, three carries for nine yards. Latemp had a catch for three yards. Omar had a sack and a catch for five yards. Um, Noel had four catches for 16 yards, and um, Mahmoud had two catches for 64 yards and two pass breakups. For the champs, and Mikey Gargano, Mikey was 7-12, seven 138 yards, five touchdowns, also ran for 33 yards, and had the four interceptions we mentioned on defense. Damian had a touchdown catch for six yards and a sack safety. Spoke caught a 25-yard touchdown. Paul Carter had three tackles. TJ Angstead finished two catches for 60 yards and two touchdowns and a pass breakup. Sarachusa had a catch, Melvin Molina had a catch and an interception and three tackles, and Alex Hines, rookie to the league, scored his first touchdown on a 42-yard bomb from Mikey Gargano. Nice. All right, let's go. Next game here, Notre Dame against Boston College. Yeah, team a, a game of two teams that were in a QB carousel. Um, no, no Trevor Garland in this game, so T.J. Brown steps in and plays quarterback for Boston College. Douglas dealing with his shoulder injury. Gives up quarterback midway through the first half to Rich Ritter and then DeLon. So this was a game. It was a very ugly game. Um, uh, not a lot of offense. T.J. Brown came out hot, though. Um, throws a 25-yard uh, like touchdown to Mike Oliva. Gets them going on the board. A couple sacks. Uh, oh, it, there was four safeties in this game. Oh, my God. Two by each team. Yeah, this game was very sloppy. Um, it was 18. It was a... Uh, uh, 16 to two at a point. Um, very, very weird flowing game. I want to shout out both Kalka brothers. They were a little. They were. They were. They were ticked off when we how much me and Mikey were talking about how good the, the line play for the Notre Dame team was. Um, Kalka texted someone that showed me about how he was saying after this week. I better get my respect. Well. Are you giving props? The Kalka brothers finished with five sacks combined and two safeties. So. So it was and your they fault played, that Notre Dame lost. I don't know. It was my fault. I was I was gassing up Notre Dame, and they were loving it. Um, Calker Brothers also played very well on the line. Gave T.J. Brown all the time in the world. I thought T.J. Brown was pretty impressive at quarterback. Um, he made some decent throws. He ran. He ran when he was supposed to run. I thought. Um, threw one. Made one really bad mistake. Threw the ball right to Austin, like right to him off the line. Um, but outside of that, I honestly thought he played an okay game. Notre Dame was able That's to... That's big time. T.J. Brown from last round pick to... Sleeper of the year, year to, to fifth round pick to, to just got a win as, as a, quarterback. a quarterback. Crazy life cycle in the league Spoke for T.J. Brown. career arc chart? 
Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, no, but I really thought T.J. Brown impressed a little bit. There were people talking about it after the game, like, oh, T.J. Brown, like, he honestly played, we played, played much better than I think anyone expected going into it. I, well, maybe not better than what he expected, but yeah. um, that team was behind him. They were the defense picked him up when they when he turned the ball over and when they were they, the offense kind of stalled because really their offense only scored two times in the first three possessions and then didn't score again the rest of the game. Shout out to the Boston College defense. I thought Colin Thompson did a good job pulling flags. Um, the Cocker Bros I already spoke about. Um, Saba was a monster pulling flags. Pretty sure he had five or six tackles in this game. They just really all stepped up and were able to get a, a big win, second win of the season, without Trevor Garland, their leader. Um, and this team is pretty good. They got good line play. Randy Myers does, is a pretty, doing a pretty good job in his first year as a lineman. Um, I'm impressed with the Boston College team. And uh, Any other newer guys? Uh, I shouted out Colin. I shouted out Randy. I think those are the only two new guys on that team. Okay. Um, I, I What's really, Douglas' status moving forward as a quarterback? So, breaking news, and I guess I'll announce it on this podcast. Probably could have talked about it in the recap. But Douglas is done with the league after this week. Congratulations, Douglas got a promotion at work, which causes him to work Saturdays mornings. There is a substitute quarterback on the way for Notre Dame. I'm going to not I'm not gonna reveal that until next week when we talk about Oh my the games. god, that's what that text message meant yes, today. That was I still the, don't know like the names of the teams. Yes, yes. Oh my god. Yes. We will announce who will be playing quarterback for Notre Dame going forward, but as for this week, Douglas is still the quarterback and captain of this Notre Dame team. Um Really, That's devastating. Douglas is out. It is. Um, he'll get to get healthy though. He'll be back in the in the when we go back to Sundays in the spring. He'll be back. Um, but definitely a devastating blow to Douglas. I know he was looking. To Congratulations on you're getting your promotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, congratulations. congratulations. That's fucking work, awesome. <laughs> it sucks that it sucks that we uh, we lose you from the league for a season. Um, Shout out to Douglas. Good dude. This Notre Dame team is really good though. Douglas at quarterback definitely would have given them a chance in this game if he was healthy and able to move the ball a little better, but. The BC defense was pretty good. Um, DeLon and Rich Ritter were just no match for a good defense playing quarterback. They both yeah. looked uncomfortable back there. DeLon really didn't look like he was able to throw the ball well. Rich tried a couple times to Douglas, but Douglas did come back in the game later to try to lead a comeback. He did throw a touchdown to Austin, but too little, too late. Little injured, injured arm, his labrum, I think, in his right shoulder. So, um, yeah, this is a big win for BC to get a win without their quarterback against a really good Notre Dame team. Stats. T.J. Brown, 7-14, 78 yards, two touchdowns and a pick, three carries, 38 yards. Oliva had three catches for 36 yards and a touchdown. Um, Mike Calka had a catch for 15 yards, also had two sacks and a safety. Alex Calka had three sacks and a safety and a catch for 12 yards. Will Saba had a 10-yard touchdown and five tackles. Um, Randy Myers had a catch. Colin had three tackles. Chris Valmati had three tackles and a pass breakup. Douglas was 7-14, 54 yards, touchdown and a pick. Also had two sacks, one resulting in a safety, his second straight week with a sack safety, wow. um, and also a pass breakup. Austin had two catches, 18 yards, and a touchdown, and an interception. Rich Raider, three catches for 26 yards and 32 rushing yards. DeLon had 24 rushing yards and 10 receiving yards. Frankie Acevedo also had a sack safety and two pass breakups. Um, Justin Suarez had two tackles. Mahmoud had three tackles, and Dylan Prone had a catch for six yards. Nice. Alright. Last game of the day. Last game of the day in Electric Factory. I thought the funniest part of this game was Chris showed it to me. Um, one of the guys, I don't know his name, he bet Chris forty dollars or twenty dollars. Chris Hunter, Chris, the center for okay. Yeah, and he scores the game winning touchdown and runs over to Chris and says, Give me my money. money. And you hear Chris go, Bemo. Yeah. Bemo. <laughs> Bemo. 
Um, Tuck, so um, I just want to say this. Uh, can I say this, though? Yeah, I just want to give my two cents. True or false, confirmed sources for me. Anthony Mimbo checked in at the very end of this game to try to win the game to play quarterback? No, they just kind of re- they just did design runs. Like he just took the snap and ran both times. He didn't like oh, okay. he, did so not, he, did, he, he didn't, didn't look to throw or anything like that. Both times were design runs. One he took for a four fair touchdown. One he got like fifteen. This was Augie's debut. This was Augie's debut. So speak to me about what the game was like. Um, Oaksterdam got up to a really high start. Felt like they had all the energy. Um, felt like OSU was a little out of it. Oaksterdam jumped up to a fourteen nothing lead in this game. Um. Oklahoma State was getting fucked by penalties. Just not heads with earning the game. I know Ray, um, two times everyone jumped at the snap and Ramos didn't snap the ball. It, it was an electric crowd. They probably had like a lot of the, they probably had a decent amount of the lead like watching this game. Um, it was highly contested. But I was really impressed by the way Oaksterdam was just able to um, withstand the comeback because they got it to 26-26 after getting an onside kick. Justin makes a play on an onside kick and they score again, tie the game. Um, yeah, Oklahoma State, I want, uh, I want to talk about, talk about Oklahoma State first. Okay. J- Justin Ferrara has 26 of the 37 tackles for this team. 27 of the 36 tackles for this team this season. I know he plays middle linebacker, which is where the, the tackles go, but 27 of 36, you gotta pull flags. If you, the rest of the team isn't pulling flags, I promise you guys, you'll give up 30 points a game. And mm-hmm. so far, you've given up 32 and 28. So, that's that's the start. That's 30 points a game through two games. Number two, um, thought all he was a little rusty. First game back, first game off shoulder injury. Um, I could only imagine <laughs> he was gonna be rusty. Threw a couple over Justin's head. Um, didn't get Justin involved in this game enough. Justin was involved because of his own doing. 16 tackles. New single game record that he just keeps breaking his own record. Jesus fucking um, Christ. Wasn't involved enough in the offense. Only had two catchable balls. Caught both of them. One was a screen. Took for a touchdown. One was a 25-yard onside kick. Um, if I'm playing quarterback, he's seeing the ball more. IB got his. IB did his thing. Caught a Mossed Drock two times, uh, three times. One was out of bounds. Two were for big gains. One was for a touchdown. IB also ran for two touchdowns in this game. IB was a monster. It's not that I'm saying that Justin should be in the ball more than him. I'm just saying that they both got to be getting the ball their equal share. Um, Augie ran the ball more than I expected him to run the ball. Ran for close to 100 yards. Um, but overall, I thought Augie was really indecisive. Oh, he said take his under rushing yards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, because I'm going to be honest with you, he had to run. Yeah. He had to run. They were dropping in. They were dropping a lot of guys into coverage, and he really had to run. There were too many open. I think he was trying to throw every single play, and I really just think that it was like, all right, like there's 10 yards of open field in front of me. I'm just going to take these yards. Um, I think he was trying to be a little conservative with getting into contact and whatnot. So he was trying not to run. Usually, when the quarterback runs, is when that happens. Um, but competitor takes over and you're trying to win the game. You got to do what you got to do. I thought Augie was very indecisive throwing the ball. I felt like he held on to the ball way too long sometimes. Only took one sack because he's that elusive and yeah. make guys miss. But just get rid of the ball quicker. Make your life easier. Like, you don't got to be running around every single play. Um, more screens. They only ran one screen. This game scored a touchdown on it. Um, but overall... This team just, I don't know, they don't got it right now. Defensively, they don't got it. They're a really talented roster, but they have holes and there's there's problems with this team. Um, That's the first time that Justin or is IB has ever lost. Back to back games. games. They, they've actually lost three straight games. They've dated back to the last wow. playoffs. Um, Malozzi had a big game receiving the ball. 
two one-point two one conversions. The second one was to tie the game with a little under a minute to go or a little over a minute to go. Um, Leota steps in from not quite quarterback, plays line. Leota's in a monster line. Did lineman. he buy in? Oh, 100%. So you have Leota and, and Melozzi on the line. Like, he comes Two to dogs. G League and blocks his ass off for me. Yeah. Leota's a good oh, lineman. Oh, so you've been doing it. He's oh, a good lineman. Oh, no, I yeah. knew he Leota was a good lineman. And Leota showed up. Leota was really good. I think Leota had two sacks in this game. He was really good. He showed up. I called him out. I said, if, you were, if you're a second-round pick, you kind of have to play like it. Yeah. Like, um, and I thought he did. I thought he played a lot better. He was really good at line. He had only had one. I think he only had one catch in this game. But he was open a lot, and I know Augie's not trying to throw that back across the field pass. But damn, Leota was open on some yeah. of them. Um, yeah, I'm not throwing that either. But overall, this Oklahoma State team, I'm just, I'm not impressed. Mm. Let's go to Oaksterdam because they Oaksterdam. got the W. Yeah, Jarrock decided this game was going to be his doing. 13 rushing attempts absolutely decided that he was going to make other people on the team pull his flag. Justin pulled almost every single one. Run away but, from Justin. But whenever he could get away from Justin or not let Justin pull the flag, it was a big play because no one else on this team could pull flags. And he came with a game plan that he was going to make sure he won this game. I remember he texted me early in the week and said, I'm not happy that my bear down record is not good. What's his bear down record? He went 3-6 and six with Florida, went 5-4 and four combined with... So he's under 500 in Bear Down, and I don't think he's happy about that. Um, wasn't happy about not being on any of the all teams last season. So he's on a little bit of a mission right now, and I think beating Justin, there was a lot of a lot of shit talking in the group chat during the week between the two of them. Friendly shit talking, yeah. but shit talking nonetheless. And Drock really wanted this one, and um, it came down to the final possession. And I've always said when Drock has the ball in the final possession, I kind of just think magic can happen exactly. because it's it's one of those things where he can run 45 touchdown on any given play. Yeah, and. He was able to get them down the field, mostly with his arm. He had, um, I should mention, Liam Knowles did not play in this game. He had Sterry, his friend from G League, come and play. Sterry did a very good job, scored a touchdown, from a couple of nice catches on the last drive. Um, but this is another another team that really has bought into their roles. Um, Lyman blocking, Chris Hunter, Justin Santiago, Red Crystal, all blocking. Santiago scores a big man touchdown late in this game to take the lead. Chris Hunter wins the game. Chris Hunter wins the game. On a Red dive Crystal, the <laughs> throwing people left and right on this Oklahoma State defensive line. Um, I like this team um, with Liam back. It's going to be great to, to see how he can continue to get Liam involved. Um, I thought Tim Howard had a good game, caught a touchdown in this one. Their defense played well. I also they pulled flags pretty well. And even though they weren't getting the consistent pressure on Augie, I just think they did a really good job in the secondary shutting down Justin. I know IB had a big game, but Justin was really held in check, only two catches in this game. So, um the Oaksterdam, Oaksterdam came to play, and they got the big win. It was a little bread in the line between the cameraman and some of the players. And I'm going to say that's that's almost a criminal offense, Justin having two uh, two Lost catches. It. Oh, two catches. Yeah. I mean, like, shouldn't at just some point you're like, hey, let's throw a screen to Justin this play. Like, he's going to make three people miss and the And the screen that he, the screen he scored on was, like, late in the second half. So, like, they didn't even do, like, early in the game. I just think that, like... Even like you know like the NFL's first scripted like fifteen plays. Yeah, scripted. Have scripted five. Yeah. Have scripted three. I usually have scripted two. Like <laughs> I usually have a first two plays I like to go to, and then I'll go from there because you don't know what like the third yeah. situation is going to be. But like I don't know, I like to have at least two plays, and one of them's usually making sure like one of my best guys touches the ball at some point in the yeah. one of those plays. I'm giving away my game plan that I run, <laughs> but hey. You don't really need it to win. I guess I'm not that good. So um, <laughs> maybe no. you should switch that shit. Yeah, I should switch that shit, right? Um, no. Overall, we'll end this game with saying that um, I think Jarrock is determined. He got that early guy stretching. Okay, Jarrock. Um, looked elusive in this game. Looked like his old self. 
that we've seen a lot of in three le three years in Bear Down, three seasons I should say in Bear Down, and um, they were able to pull out a big win on the last play of the game against a team that a lot of people had as the overwhelming favorite going into the season with Justin IB and Augie and Leota and Melozzi all on this team. They they thought this team was going to run through a lot of teams, and so far got ran over and lost a close one. So um, back to the drawing board for Oklahoma State. Um, could be some injury news for Oklahoma State. We'll talk about later in the recap podcast, uh, the preview podcast. But um, they got a lot of work to do. They're 0-2, and I did not. They did not think they'd be there at this spot through two weeks. Yeah. Stats. Jarrock, 14 of 18, 155 yards, four touchdowns and a pick. Also had 13 carries, 104 yards and a touchdown. Sterry had four catches, 41 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Tim Howard had two catches, 38 yards and a touchdown, a pass breakup and a conversion. Santiago had two catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown, and a sack. X had three catches for 23 yards and three tackles. Chris Hunter had three catches, 23 yards, and a touchdown, which was the game winner. As for Oklahoma State, Augie, 10 of 17, 91 yards, two touchdowns. Also ran eight times for 103 yards. Justin Farrar, two catches, 35 yards, and a touchdown. Also had an interception and a game high and single game record, 16 tackles. Jesus. Uh, and Bimbo had five catches, 56 yards, and a touchdown. Also had three carries, 57 yards, and two touchdowns. Malozzi caught two catches for 10 yards. Both were conversions and had a sack. Um, and Leota had a 13-yard catch as well as a sack in this one. Kwanzaa Harper caught, uh, had two tackles, and Eddie had a tackle. Nice. All right, that's going to be it for the pod. Yeah. We'll be back. 109. Yep. We will be back later in the week for everyone. Peace. Peace. <laughs>